Hello again, everybody, and welcome to a very special segment of Hollywood Memories. I'm Dan Roberts, the publisher of The Vegas Voice, and I'm joined by Hollywood Memories, my favorite columnist, and that's Beverly Washburn. Thank you. Beverly, as always, thank you. Thank you, Dan. We're going to discuss, as you can see, a very special movie that you were in called Spider Baby. How do we discuss it? Where do we start? Well, if we're going to be talking about Spider Baby, yeah. we best get ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's see. Let's use that. So, <laughs> give me your little cup. As we discuss Spider Baby, let's start with the basics. How did you get the part? Well, it was kind of a, an interesting story uh, and not very typical. I was actually uh, grocery shopping in Ralph's Grocery Store in Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. And every time I would go up and down the aisle, there was this man, and he appeared to be staring at me, which made me a little nervous at first. And, you know, this happened a few times, and finally he came up to me and he said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not stalking you, I'm just looking at you, and you look very familiar. You're an actress, right? And I said, yes. And he said, well, we're getting ready to do a film, and it's going to be called Cannibal Orgy. And that right away, it's like, oh, and so I thought this is going to be kind of strange. So he said, and it's going to star Lon Chaney Jr. Well, that kind of, you know, perked up my ears because I was a very big fan of Lon Chaney Jr. And he said, there's a role in it that I think you might be right for. So he said, let me give you the information and then you can have your agent call and set up an interview. Back then, they didn't call them auditions, they called them interviews. An audition was just a term they used if you were going to sing or dance, but if you're going to read for a role, mm -hmm. your agent typically would call and say, I've got an interview for you. So at any rate, I called my agent when I got home because I wasn't sure if it was legitimate or whatever. But given the fact he didn't say, come to my place or I'm going to come to yours, I thought, well, maybe it's legitimate. So I called my agent and he said, okay, I'll get right back to you. He called back and he said, yeah, it, it's a legitimate film and it is going to be starring Lon Chaney Jr. And you've got an interview on Thursday. And so um, they sent me the sides to read. And they don't give you the whole script because there's not time to do all that. They give you like a particular scene and it's usually like two or three pages and it's called the sides. And they give you a few minutes to read in the lobby to you know acquaint yourself with the, mm -hmm. the role. And then um, I was just fortunate enough when I went there to read and get the part. And, and, and I think we should mention that the, the movie is somewhat campy. Was that somewhat. Be, somewhat campy, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, but keeping that in mind, and you know, you did Old Yella, you mm -hmm. did You and Shane, you did the Superman. And why would you decide to do a, a movie like this, which was somewhat different from what you were doing in the past? I was drunk. Okay, yeah, no, that I'm seems just, to work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even drink. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, um, I just thought it would be a fun movie because, first of all, the opportunity to work with Lon Chaney Jr. was exciting. And plus, it was such a stretch of a role for me because typically I was the little orphan or whatever. I'd be crying <laughs> and pathetic or whatever. And here was this very campy, strange little movie in a horror film. I had done an episode of Thriller, but that was, you know, it as far as horror. But this is, it's a horror film, but it's not a slasher film. Like, we kill people, but there's no blood and gore or anything. It's all done, just, it's kind of a little campy. Campy, I think, is a, is a yeah. fair word. Yeah. If you had to describe the plot of the Mary family, which 
you were one of the daughters. How would you describe the plot? There is none. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I love to joke about Spider Baby. It's one of the movies and um, things that I've done in my life that I hold very close to my heart because the fans for Spider Baby are just, they're amazing to me. And I'm so just grateful that people embrace this film. And um, anyway, it's a it's a, just a little horror film. Uh, we're a family, the Mary family, and we have this disease called the Mary syndrome where we regress. The older we get, we start going backwards. And Lon Chaney is the caretaker and chauffeur that looks after us. And the other cast members besides Lon Chaney, recall at least the other three, let's say your siblings, who were they? Well, the brother was played by a wonderful actor named Sid Haig, who anybody who watches or is a fan of horror films will know Sid Haig. He was an amazing actor, and he had a huge following. He did a lot of Rob Zombie films, and he was just a joy to work with, so much fun. And then Quinn Redeker, um, he, he's done a lot of things. And then the other girl who played the sister was this lady here, Jill Banner, but sadly she was killed in an automobile accident um, a few years after we filmed. Yeah, and and you know, again, that's extremely sad. It you was know. horrible. And she was living with... She was dating Marlon Brando. Yeah, isn't that something? And, though, yeah. Uh, yeah, and nobody really knew that. It was kind of kept secret. And um, at her memorial, he actually got up and spoke and said that he was one of the ladies in his life that he truly, really loved. Uh, so you were working with Sid. Uh, the director was Jack, Jack Hill. Hill. And when you asked Jack Hill, how did he come up with this plot? <laughs> what did he say? I love Jack. Sadly, you know, um, there's not too many of us still alive from this film because it was filmed so long ago. Back in 64, yeah. 64, yeah. And uh, Jack uh, is the writer and director of it. And he's he and I are still in touch and he's now in his late 80s. And um, a year or two ago, we were doing a convention, a horror convention, and they showed Spider Baby. So afterward, they invited Jack and me up to the penthouse. They wanted to do a little, I think it was a podcast or something for their local TV station. So they turned to Jack, and the moderator guy, and he said, Jack, I, I just got to ask you. He said, this is such a quirky little, just bizarre, kind of campy, strange little film. He said, I'm just curious, like, how did this come about? How would you sit down and write such a film? So Jack says, well, I was smoking a lot of weed back then, <laughs> which explains it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But it, it was such a fun movie to do. And obviously, Jack liked the way you performed. So did, I guess, with Sid, because she ended up doing another movie. Thank, yes, we did another movie called Pit Stop that starred... Um, Brian Donlevy and Ellen Burstyn, although at the time she wasn't Ellen Burstyn, she went by the name of Ellen McRae. So she wasn't famous yet, but then a few years later she changed her name to Ellen Burstyn, who we all know and love. Now let's talk a little bit about the movie because it was kind of campy. Kind of. It was about a $5 million budget, or what, what kind of budget was it? I think it was $11. Yeah. No, it was, it was, um, it was 60, I think it was $65,000, yeah. which is kind of unheard of, you know, with all these big million dollar movies. But um, 
you know, it was um, planned on being a B-movie, just a little low-budget film. And uh, typically a film is, you know, made in like three months. Right. This one we had to film in 13 days because the budget was $65,000. So. I mean, it's just incredible. When you did the, the outdoor scenes, let's say the house, how did you even get the... How'd you even find the house? Well, that was a story in itself. It was a real house. Yeah. It had been abandoned. It was near the Hollywood Freeway. And so Jack Hill spotted it and thought, this would be a great place to film this because it really fit the, you know, the whole genre of our crazy little house. And it was abandoned. So we kind of went there and just you took chances and just started filming because there were no permits or anything like that. <laughs> Typically, you have to get a permit to film, but we just were there like one or two days. And so we did all the exteriors, but the inside, we couldn't go inside because it was all, you know, empty and awful. But you were still trespassing. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you did it, <laughs> which kind of goes with the whole genre of this movie. It was pretty bizarre, yeah. Well, we're going to talk bizarre. There's a couple of scenes with you that I want to get into. And because I've known you for so long, and you're this sweet, demure, wonderful woman. I mean, I, again, I've told everybody how much I love her, but there's a scene with a pitchfork, which, no, no, I'll hold it now. No, 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 no. Tell us about the pitchfork scene. You're getting scene. scared. Yes, you? I am now. <laughs> I know. It's just such a crazy scene. Um, yeah, um, I... I use a pitchfork to uh, kill somebody. And then this T-shirt here, this photo, when I look at that, I always think it looks like we both need decaf. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just Well, crazy. especially the one where you're going after the person with the pitchfork. I think decaf yeah. was the movie. <laughs> and, but you enjoyed doing it. It was so much fun. It was a really fun set. And just being on the set with Lon Chaney was such a joy. And he was the dearest gentlest, sweetest soul. And there's a scene where he has to cry. Um, and so typically on a set, if they need you to cry, I mean, I've never had to do this because I cry at supermarket openings. Yeah. yeah. But um, if they need an actor to cry and they can't bring on the tears, they can do two things. They a, a little thing that they blow into your eye. It must be horrible. I've never had, to, had it. But they blow something in your eyes so your eyes well up with tears. Or if they want tears falling down, they have a, I think it's glycerin or something, and they use a little eyedropper and they put it in the corner of your eyes and then the tears fall down and then the camera picks that up. Well, the makeup person was standing on the sidelines waiting to do that for Lon Chaney. But when he did the scene, those were his real tears. He was so into that role and loved playing Bruno. And so that scene where he cries, those were his real tears. You know, and real tears by all means. But at the same time, there is a scene with you in which you blew the line, <laughs> which I think is just something. Talk a little bit about well, that. It was such a fun set, and you know, as an actor, you always try to come prepared and know your dialogue and everything. But um, it was shortly—I think it's in the scene. Bef I haven't seen this movie in a while. Just before we bump somebody off, or before we use the pitchfork, the pitchfork, and so um, I forgot my next line. And I didn't realize that the camera was still rolling, and so I looked into the camera and made this stupid 
case. It was not scripted. Well, it's such a campy film that they actually left it in the film, which is so bizarre. Because, but it worked because it's such a campy movie. But how surprised were you when you went to see the the premiere, the movie? <laughs> I was shocked. I had no idea. I thought that they had shut off the camera, you know, because I forgot my line and stopped, and then made that stupid face, and then. There it was in the film, but that's the kind of movie it is, just to make people laugh. You know? And you know, and the interesting thing about it is that when I saw this movie, oh my God, you know, it's Beverly, you know, and that, and and I wasn't really used to this type of movie, and I'm not big on horror films. However, it has a following, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score. Go ahead, talk I about know, that. This just kills me. It's just amazing. Rotten Tomatoes gave Spider Baby a 94. And it gave Gone with the Wind a 90. What? I mean, that is just like blows my mind that it got such a high score. But I'm grateful. And people, you know, see this movie. It's not for everybody because it is a weird, apparently, movie, yes, bizarre yeah. movie. But it has a huge following. And I get so much fan mail for it. And people just really embrace this film. And, you know, now they've got all this merchandise. And I'm just so grateful to the fans that love this movie because it was really a fun time in my and, life. You know, again, it, it's a cult movie. It yeah. truly is. And then I, when we first started talking about it, you look at all the merchandise, and I said, oh, my God, we got, we got the coasters, we, we got the mugs, we got this. You even have coffee that's uh, Spider yeah, Baby. Yeah, coffee and pillows and, and you know, we wear the special shirt, and wait, you got a special <laughs> mug, and mm. <laughs> this is not water. <laughs> you didn't tell me about, about that. Anyway. Just kidding. It is, but you have all this stuff. And it's so far-fetched. Again, we have Spider-Baby socks. and I know socks. And there's even a Spider-Baby a shower curtain. There's actually a selection of shower curtains. There's like two or three or four different varieties of shower and, curtains. You know, there's varieties of shirts, and all from this movie. I know. And, and I, I guess, even though it's <laughs> none of our business, let me ask you, how much money do you make just from the merchandise? Zero. You never got anything out of no. it. No. Well, it's public domain, apparently, because the movie's more than 50 years old, and so people could just do whatever they want with it, apparently, because I didn't even know all this stuff was available, but it's all online on Redbubble, and they have everything. A spider Baby, and I'm, I'm so touched. I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, so there, Stickers, were, there were hundreds and thousands of people walking around with your face on the coaster or the T-shirt, <laughs> And you have, you'll have no idea. It's I know. I'm I'm just um, very grateful, you know, to be in a movie that has such a big following. I don't quite understand it because I mean it's just a campy little low budget horror film, but it's fun. The sad thing though is that Lon Chaney Jr. and Joe Banner didn't live long enough to see the popularity of it. Yeah, indeed, and again, it's just a. You have to see it to believe it, I think, is the only <laughs> fair way. And especially if you have those uh, bottles there. So uh, I thank you so much. We're going to go you. back to, I guess, regular TV shows and movies and stuff like that in the future. So I thank you so much for letting me do this with you. Thank you, Dan. It's always fun to talk about Spider-Baby. And this is Beverly Washburn and Dan Roberts for Hollywood Memory saying we will see you again next time. Thank you.